and I yeah. admire it a lot. Thanks. I admire I you a lot. You. Oh my gosh. Look at us. Even before and you they're had both said. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my brain is only sounds love, from internet. I love that TikTok sound. Friends by accident. Podcast hosts on purpose. This is what you get when two Canadian women who come from completely different backgrounds serendipitously meet in a Brooklyn apartment. This is Accidental Friends with Aline Dagin and Kristen Mandela. This podcast is brought to you by Viv. They are an amazing company that creates eco-conscious period products like pads made out of bamboo fiber and tampons made from organic cotton. If you want to support us and need some new period care, head to the affiliate link in our show notes or in our Instagram bio. Yes, please. Okay. This episode is a biggie. I feel like we say that about every episode, but you know what? Every episode is a biggie. Oh, we mean it every episode. (laughs) We do mean it. At the end of every episode, we're like, shit, that was fun. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We like surprise ourselves. this episode, everyone's beloved Miss Kristen is turning the big 3-0. I am. And we had a whole podcast episode when I turned 30 last year, and we obviously need to do one for Chris so that we can talk... Dude, you're leaving your 20s behind. I know. Running away from my 20s into my 30s. Running away from your 20s. Welcome. I have one week. We're recording this one exact calendar week before I turn 30. So I'm really excited to talk about it because I feel like this has been a great year for you. It has been a wonderful year for me. Probably one of of the best. Yeah. I feel like I'm excited to keep keep that trend going. I love it. Okay. So let's get into this epi i have a lot of thoughts you know i do just okay just start should i just hit you off because i feel like you're gonna start answering or you're gonna start asking me questions i'll just start with like right off the bat how this let's go right off the bat yeah yeah i find it interesting and i'm (laughs) and i know and i know that you have experienced this exact same thing how turning 30 and how like the concept of aging Ah, how it's treated by the public by the public sphere by the culture for a second, I was like, I don't know where she's going with this, but I know I, I know I'm it. a little rambly, yeah. but I do I do think that I've noticed this trend now that people know that I'm turning 30, where they're like, oh my gosh, turning 30, how do we feel getting old? Oh my gosh, and I'm yeah. kind of like, um, I don't understand, yeah, why it's it's always kind of especially from older women to me, I find, or like people mm-hmm. that are really surprised that I'm turning 30 being like oh my yeah. god you're 30 and I'm like yeah. yeah it's not really that crazy you know what I mean yeah yeah and there's always this little hint of negative intonation being like the 20s are the glory days kind of thing and you're I leaving that, that and you're yeah. not going to be of course neither do I obviously yeah. but um leaving that like youthful yes you know what yeah. I mean the haze yeah. of the 20s yeah and If you had asked me a few years ago how I'd feel about turning 30, my answer would be significantly more distressed than it is now because I just feel like I really did um, identify really heavily with being 20. I really felt like – I feel like 27, I remember this happening specifically, turning 27 and feeling like, wow, this is the only time I felt my age. Really? I'd never, I'd never experienced that before where I turned 27 and I was like, this feels huh. right. I feel 27. I think I look 27. Yeah. I just – I feel like it matches where I'm at. And now that it's 20, I'm like, oh, it's all made up. It's all made up. It it's doesn't matter. Up. Yeah. And it will only bother me as much as I let it in terms mm-hmm. of like the negative constructs that we 
kind of place around people in yeah. terms of getting older and aging and like our value declining or any of these things or feeling like there's a fire under my ass to no. be on like I always wanted to be on the Forbes 30 under 30 list for what I have no fucking clue but now I'm kind of like you know what I don't need to feel like I've been rushing to find an idea of success that I don't even really align with throughout my entire 20s I've yeah. done so much internal work I've really I'm like super proud of the person I am right now I'm super proud of you should be the people that I surround myself with yeah. and I'm really I'm really proud of yeah just like what I stand for and who I am and how I move through the world and I think that's so much more valuable and also I've noticed more I think rare than yeah you know what I mean like I don't think it's a super common thing to find that and I'm not in this way where I feel like I'm like egoic and like feeling better than other people I just think yeah. when I speak to older people I I notice that it's not maybe something that we have in common. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think, when, so when you say that, I always think of it like, I always say for myself, my biggest regret is not starting my self-love journey earlier and being so harsh on myself in high school, Oh my school, God, I was literally talking to this about my friend. I was like, what a time, we wasted so much we wasted. Time. So, I wasted so much time and like, I always am like, I could have been so much further ahead or like blah, 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 I all know. that stuff. But that's when we in think of time as being of so linear. Yeah, of yes. course. But, so I think maybe that like the women that are in their 40s or 50s that are saying this shit to you are probably the ones that are like, look at you and see that you, how sure of yourself you are, sure of your path. And like where you're going, what you want, your likes, your dislikes, all that stuff and all the shit that you don't know and, and aren't sure of, you're almost like, there's like a confidence in being like, I don't fucking know anything about that, but I'll figure it out and blah, blah, blah. And I think that older women wish that they had started when they were your age. So that's I probably agree with that. I mean, I can't say, but I do agree yeah. that like, I think in terms of where our generation is it's kind of all I was talking to a friend about this about like just the idea of breaking these like generational patterns that we've mm -hmm. seen create harm over generations of young people and yep. then they become old people and then it kind of mutates and transmutes into more um kind of harmful patterns and I think our generation has really taken that on and especially Gen Z as well taking that bull by the horns and being like okay I think we're done yes. <laughs> we're gonna stop here and we're gonna address these feelings and come back in a different way. And I think a lot of that comes from also as a generation, we've had to deal with some very unique trials and tribulations. Like Insane. I'm not saying like, sure, there was World War One, World War II. I'm not – this is not a discounting thing where, yeah. of course, other other generations have d dealt with hardship. We, they all have. But I think millennials in particular have dealt with like a very unique set of um, things that have come up throughout their young adulthood. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. I also think we're like in that middle – part of the two sides of the coin where like the gen z is growing up in like the body positivity movement and they're growing up oh my in, god like, yeah and in, in the movement that of like accountability in all areas of in all lives. forms yeah and well just so much more that, transparent like there's no yeah. secrets yeah and we're in that like middle group where it's like we still have we grew up with like the mentalities of the of the women older than us, but we're still young enough to see all the shit that's the benefits like, of the like benefits the, yeah. of the other stuff. That's so such we're an interesting like perspective. Battling, I think it's, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think the nineteen ninety to nineteen ninety five, yeah, uh, millennials 
like the ones that kind of we yeah. kind of straddle in that whatever, yeah, yeah. literally have their foot in both camps. In ter- and I was talking again, I don't know why I was talking to a customer at a restaurant the other day actually about Hilarious. this. It's so random, but you know, sometimes you just get into it with somebody, you know, yeah. you just you just vibe. And I was saying how it's so funny how we were kind of again we grew up without tech. Yeah. For the majority of our like young, young elementary kind of lives. And then it got introduced and then there was like flip phones and that kind of thing. No smartphones throughout most of any of middle school into high school and then maybe college, end of high school. There was like the Blackberries and like there was some yeah. web kind of access, but the most was like BBM and all that shit. And then there's like Facebook that got introduced for us in high school and all these different things. But we got like the majority of our like fundamental years in a really like tech free environment. Like obviously we watched like VCRs, you know what I mean? We watched formative years. We were watching like movies and TV, but um, and like a lot of those like J14, you know what I mean? It was like terribly toxic magazines, pop or whatever. Yeah, but like throughout all these things, and now exactly how you said it, we're living in this generation that's like straddled between the yeah like the body positivity like the 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 menstruation awareness and all these different things that are just like so incredible like Mm -hmm. all this transparency and this open discussion mixed with the kind of like weird shame and like embarrassment that we felt intrinsically of just like being a woman that like had body parts that did certain things you know what I mean yeah and it just it's it's so weird how it's flipped it's really it's, it's it's been very healing honestly it has and I think that's why it's so difficult for people our age to like so difficult for people our age because we're like both undoing and learning. Whereas like, I feel yeah, like maybe we're like people, unlearning and learning yeah. at the same time. Yeah. And that's a hell of a lot of stuff to take on. It definitely keeps us busy. It definitely keeps us uh, recording. That's for sure. It does that, sweetie. For damn sure. That's what this whole freaking podcast is about. Honestly, though, and I think I'm very grateful for the younger generation because I think they took what we wanted to do, but we were yeah. too scared to do and didn't have yep. the tools to do and have now just done it unapologetically. And I have a lot of respect for the younger generation for that. I They scare the absolute l- shit out of me. Truly, truly. Yeah. Truly uh, terrifying behavior. But I do respect, like I see videos of young Gen Z girls going up to like full grown men in the gym and telling them to like fuck off to their faces. And I'm like, um... My younger self is screaming. My now yeah. self is screaming. Like, that's yeah. fucking wild. I love I it. I know. But I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, me too. Um, Just balls out. Do you have something in your 20s that you're like, I'm so happy about that in my 20s. I'm so happy I learned that in my 20s. Or a habit that you picked up. Yeah, such a good question. I, oof, I don't know. There's so much. I think I've done, I feel like a completely different person, honestly. Yeah. Like 29, I am a completely different person than I was even at 22. Yeah. Um, I'm like really proud of who I was then and like what I was doing. I just think now something that I've like learned in my 20s is just like that I'm allowed to just be. I think I, I, think I was always feeling like I wasn't good enough or feeling like I had to be working on myself. I wasn't allowed to be present in this moment because I really wanted to be like, well, if I was actually doing the most, I would be on the beach in Barcelona. Or if I was actually doing what I needed to be doing, I would have a million dollars in my bank account. Or if I was actually doing what I needed to be doing, I'd be doing X, Y, Z. But I was so concentrated on improving myself that I never just like was allowed to be myself. I was Mm -hmm. just always thinking I was a work in progress. And I think I know we've we've touched on this in previous episodes, but I think it's a really harmful. It's a it's kind of like a 
when self love like it's, a it's a harmful rhetoric yeah. and i think it's also harmful that some that sometimes like these accounts that you see online are always kind of about like three ways to kind of get your like always yeah, be working yeah. on always be doing this always be reflecting always be mm-hmm. healing and it's just like sometimes it's good to just not take everything so fucking seriously yes and like kind of remove yourself from all these pressures that you put yourself out on yeah. like on to yourself and just like i don't know be a person <laughs> you know what i mean yeah i, no, I used to be I... So, every every shift i used to work uh, walk into at the restaurant i'd be like i'm so embarrassed i'd fight it i'd be like this sucks i shouldn't be here i'm better than this yeah but hey i'm not because it's a it's a completely neutral thing to work in service it's a completely neutral thing to work in any job yeah and i think when you start comparing yourself to other people like i did for a lot of especially my early to mid 20s Mm-hmm. you lose sight of like how incredible you are you know what I mean like I know yeah. for a fact that I wasted so many years and moments so transfixed on how I was being presented or how I was being perceived by other people mm-hmm. that I wasn't able to really fully enjoy what I was experiencing you know yeah. what I mean yeah I love that so much I find like Thanks. I mean coming from a, someone who is been 30 for almost a year now. Ooh, baby, she old. (laughs) She's old. You know what's funny? My 31st birthday actually scares me way more than my 30th birthday. Because it feels weird to say I'm in my 30s as opposed to 30. When I turned 30, I was like, dude, I'm the youngest in my age bracket, baby. I'm a a little, I'm Bambi. I'm just like barely 30. I'm barely 30. But I found that for 30, and I'm like so happy that you're learning this even before, because I found at 30... I, in my twenties, I felt like I couldn't ask for what I wanted because it was like, well, you're in your twenties. Like you don't really know. And especially it was like, especially true in terms of like my, like songs I liked or Mm. like, um, dating. That was a huge one. And I found, I was like, oh, you know, like I still have to be like cool and like almost like a little bit malleable to be like, right. Yeah. Like I don't listen to Legally Blonde you know, Broadway soundtrack at the gym. Yes, That's like sometimes. Yes, yes. As soon as do. I turned 30, I was like, bitch, I'm listening to fucking yeah. Mamma Mia today, okay? Yeah, and absolutely. Doing like, like, you just get so, you feel so certain in your choices and you're like, I don't care what yeah. anybody says. And it's so, you like have more conviction in your choices. Yeah, I felt, I've I've heard of that from other people saying that they felt like a sense of release that they like no longer felt like they had to. Mm-hmm kind of pretend or whatever and I'm yeah. definitely looking forward to like seeing if that you know what I mean I feel like I've gotten to a similar place but I'm definitely interested to see how that like continues on into my 30s yeah. I think the one thing that I find is very interesting is how older generations and older people like perceive age and how like like how you were saying that you didn't know if you were like allowed to know what you were talking about or like have any mm-hmm. sense of authority because you were so young I honestly think that I don't trust anybody but young people I to make decisions or to have mm. opinions on things. I don't know why. I feel like I have so much distrust with like the Gen X and baby boomer population just because yeah. of purely where our world is right now. Oh, yeah. And I'm honestly like only interested in learning from younger people. I think they are the ones – not always, but I because th- I, I think yeah. that there's like kind of a maybe like a level-headedness or like a you're able to kind of take in more – nuance when you get a little bit older Mm -hmm. but I still think that I always find it a bit of a red flag when people are like oh well you'll change your mind when you're older you know how many times in my early 20s that I was told that 
the amount that I am affected and the amount that I care about things will diminish when I get older and it won't bother me so much because I used to just like obviously get very worked up about the climate crisis and about um, the rates at which animals were slaughtered, especially when I first became vegan. I was like very heavily impacted by um, just like very graphic imagery that I was surrounding myself with at the time. And even now, if I was to watch it, I would get just as deeply affected, but I was told like it was kind of going to wear off. Mm-hmm. And I think it's such an interesting like projection. I don't know if you can relate to this at all, but where it's like an interesting projection of where they are at. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when people say, oh, you're all lovey-dovey now in your relationship. Just wait 30 years. I'm like red flag. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Because I'm kind of like, well, that's because you and your wife are in not a yes. great spot. That doesn't yeah. mean that I won't also be happy and loving yeah. And having a great relationship 30 yeah. years down the line just because you aren't. You know yes. what I mean? Like that has nothing to do with me. So the one thing I will say is that not that I care less. I feel like I care. I care less. I used I feel I feel like I had to care about like so many things. Mm. You know what I mean? Whereas it's like now the things I care about, I care about them so much. Right. But there is that's like a handful of things and then everything else, it just doesn't matter. So like I care about my I friends. See. I care about my family. I care about, you know, my boyfriend. I care about like my, where my life is going. I care about certain things. But right. like I am i don't care about what people think about me. I don't care about what I'm wearing and what people think yeah, of I was what thinking, I'm wearing. I was thinking more of specifically of like issues affecting other people. I think that – I think that's just innately who you are and I don't think that'll change. That's just, no, that is who yeah, you are. Yeah, totally. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I th- I'm wondering if like when they say, oh, you'll just stop caring, like they've just kind of stopped. Well, I don't know. Most, I guess like, m- Most yeah. comments are a mirror, right? Like I feel yeah. like most comments say much more about the person commenting than they are to the person receiving yeah, the comment. <laughs> and I feel like whenever people say stuff like that, whether it be about relationships or aging or anything, it's always so interesting because I'm like, huh, that's yeah. an interesting thing that you've yeah. chosen to say. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like as somebody that now through therapy has learned about the power of observing and not only observing other people but observing myself and observing my own thoughts and realizing that I am not all of my thoughts I am just an observer of those thoughts and I can choose to take on whatever the fuck I want out of them and discard the rest but I find it interesting when you do observe how people talk about these kind of things you're like okay (laughs) that's an interesting one you know what I mean no like just talking about how terrible it is to age and how like oh it's so like this and I'm like I'm sure it is. Yeah. But I can't imagine that there's not one positive thing to say. You know what I mean? But yes. I just think people fight aging so much. And again, this is me saying it at 30, a cocky little shit who doesn't have fine lines or wrinkles or any of these things yet. Yeah. But I still think like life is what you make it and your days become your years. So how you talk about these things matters. Yeah. Yes. And if you put a lot of importance into aging and Mm -hmm. fighting age and wishing you were back in your 20s I don't think that's going to do a lot of good for you in the long run but again that's very easy for me to say because I'm still 20 (laughs) yeah also though I would say that like you have the reason like you have the whole idea of like romanticizing your life and romanticizing the little Mm -hmm. things so I think that'll I think just like anything 
you have to consciously bring that into your 30s and maybe into your 40s and all of that when things get a little bit harder to romanticize because maybe you have a ton more additional not maybe when you have like a ton more of responsibilities and stresses and whatever you're gonna have to make a much more conscious effort to do that but i think you will i'm hoping the groundwork is there and the foundation is sturdy enough that it will take a little bit i also think like you'll work out and you'll eat healthy like you you already like started a pattern of that i'm proud of the foundation that i've built throughout my 20s that's for sure and i think it's hard when you're like in your 40s and you're just starting your self-love journey and i don't think that means that it's impossible but i do think that like the earlier that you begin loving yourself in a way that's like truly unconditional yeah it makes these things that change like so much easier i agree i do agree and i'm very i'd like to do a shout out if i may shout it out shout out to my parents because not only did they birth me thank you guys um yeah thank you for birthing me but i'd like to shout out my parents specifically because i credit so much of where i'm at right now because of therapy and I was never in a financial position where I would be able to afford therapy and I never Mm -hmm. was in an office job where I would have the resources through benefits exactly to be able to have it. So ever since 2017, when I first initially had spoken to both of my parents about like thinking that I needed to speak with somebody, both of them were so, well, I mean, I have four parents technically because both of my parents are remarried, but um, everyone was just like so incredibly supportive supportive Mm -hmm. financially and also just emotionally was checking in on me like I remember when I first started to go to therapy like immediately getting a phone call like being like how was your session like how was everything Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and just like so so caring and I can't really credit all of my growth from therapy without also crediting them so I would like to give a shout out whether they listen to this or not I don't know but we'll find out if they send me a really nice message after or give me a call (laughs) it'll be also a trap yeah but totally. no, I like it's it's not accessible to everybody. Like my no, therapist not. is incredibly well um, educated, and she has a rate that a hundred percent she deserves. But it doesn't mean that it's an easy thing for people to pay yeah. for. And this year, actually, I did start paying for it myself. But um, before, like since twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty, I guess twenty twenty, I started speaking with her, and yeah, it's it's not an easy thing. So I can't really. I just want to give a thank you. Shout out to your parents. Thanks, yeah, guys, for giving us Kelly Kristen. Baldy, love y'all. We love it. Yes. Um, is there something that you are excited to leave? I know you said there's some. this is like something that you were excited to bring from your 20s and your right. 30s. Right. Yes, that's is true. Is there something that you're like, I'm so freaking ready to leave this behind <laughs> in my 20s? You're like, I never want to uh-huh. have to. Yeah. Talk to me about it. Um, I'd also be interested to hear your story because I feel like we didn't have as direct of a 30 conversation for yours. So I'd be interested to hear what you were also excited to leave. But for me, I think honestly, self-doubt and just the amount of of energy that I spent worrying about other people's emotions. I was always so concerned about how people would interpret me or and whether that it seemed that way or not, that is Mm -hmm. how it was happening in my head. And, um, also how I spoke to my body for literally a fucking almost Mm -hmm. longer than a decade. It's just Mm -hmm. so incredibly harmful. And, um, yeah, I'm really ready to leave all of that behind. I would 1000% completely echo everything that you said. Like how much time did we fucking spend caring about what other people think that I literally have never even thought about? Yeah. I, what I left in my twenties 
is honestly any like I really feel like when I turned 30 I became like a lot of my insecurities went away like a lot yeah. of them. and that's not to but say I think that that's like, also like a release of pressure because I feel like you feel like you have to be somebody in your 20s yeah and prove something and then you kind of feel this release in your 30s almost where it's like oh yeah. actually that's all like I'm still here and I'm the same person and I'm just a different age and it's all completely yeah. manufactured I think for me, what happened when I turned 30, and I don't know if this is like so dramatic, but I think because there was so much pressure on like, you need to have this, this, and this, like be, mm-hmm. there's like people that get married and they have a, and like yeah, making barf. X amount of income, all that shit. And then I turned no 30 hate. and I had never been more single in my life was yep. basically, it was on CERB, essentially Canada's like welfare. You, yeah. Your entire industry <laughs> shut down. My and- industry was, <laughs> I, was like still like doing an inter. I just was so far from what people's idea of 30 was. And I was like, oh, I turned 30 and a bomb didn't go off. Like I'm still exactly me. And I, all my, I shouldn't say all, but 99% of my insecurities went away. And I know we talked about this, but like even to the point that like two, three weeks ago, I went out to a friend's birthday and I had like a really terrible body image day after I stepped on a scale for the first time and I have no idea how long, mm-hmm. but even that, such I think a bad that idea, was dude. <laughs> I can't. Truly, the worst. Still not over it. Like, not. I like a good stepped idea. on a scale after <laughs> a night of making. like drinking and eating, yeah, and, and I eating. stepped on it on a Saturday at like five p.m. Like that's, that's just self sabotaging behavior. Yeah. We know better. We know better. We than know that better. Now. So I, I was like really, really in a bad mood, but I noticed that my bad mood maybe lasted like an hour or two. See, that's versus, what it is too. Versus mm-hmm. like days or like totally. taking the next day and being it's like not I'm going to meticulously don't look come at up. it's not that they don't come up I of feel so much more equipped to exactly to deal that's with exactly it. how I feel and I, I had still the exact wore the same outfit thing. I still wore and you the, looked amazing and that was a chaotic choice on my part too but no but we love that <laughs> but it's but, but that's the whole thing is you develop a set of skills that you then are able to use to yeah yeah, to pull from and to be able to support yourself when things like that come up because you're just because you like practice self-love or body neutrality or any of these things doesn't mean that like you're never gonna have a bad day self-love isn't toxic positivity you know what i mean you're not like oh i'm like shitting rainbows like no yeah you're obviously gonna have bad days the exact same thing happened to me dre and i went out for dinner in kensington and i was like oh i want to try on a new top i want to try to find Mm. like a cute top for my birthday party whatever even though I told everyone that they weren't allowed to buy anything because I'm obsessed with slow fashion, but I, it was it was thrifted, whatever. No matter what happened, I tried on this clo- these clothes and the downlighting in the the terrible. It was honestly, it bordered on absolutely cruel. It was really terrible. Yeah, and I it basically ruined my day, and mm-hmm. well, the rest of our like evening. Um, and we left early. I'm gonna have to sneeze one second. Oh, now that I say it, I'm gonna have to go. <laughs> There we go. Bless, Bless you. Sorry, Chloe. <laughs> um, but I went home and I just like couldn't talk and I was just like all mopey and I just like sat in bed for a bit and then <laughs> Andres came up to me and he was like, what's going on? <laughs> and I just was able to communicate what I was feeling so much better, but also he was more equipped because I've we've also had obviously conversations about when yeah. I get into funks like this and I just like knew kind of what I needed mm-hmm. and I felt so much better. Mm-hmm. And I just like before, like how you said before, it would have derailed oh, like a week. Absolutely it would have derailed. really taken up a lot of my mental yeah. space. And instead it was just like 
two, three hours of me yeah. being a little mopey baby and leaning mm-hmm. into it as one does. I'm yeah, allowed to be a mopey course. baby just because I'm wonderful and yeah. evolved and whatever. <laughs> I still want to absolutely mope around like a baby and a cry because the, the lighting in the change room made me feel <laughs> terrible. like I didn't understand how my body was looking like that. <laughs> Um, but yeah. that happens and you know, fuck it. It totally happens. And I'm, and yeah, but regardless, I didn't, yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I was, didn't, I was able to understand what I was feeling rather than yes. being in, a completely absorbed by it. I was able to like, again, what I was recognize saying, observe it, it and, and recognize it and be like, I know that this is what it is. I know that it's passing yeah. because you and I both know when you're in the thick of it, you don't think it'll pass. And that's happened with anxiety. That's happened with bouts of depression and all these different things of like self-hatred or self-loathing, all this like heavy, heavy shit. When you're in it, you're like, oh my God, this will never end. Yeah. But when you get through enough of those and they all end, mm-hmm. you learn Yeah. that they always end. Always. And just as the good days do, so do the bad days. And it just, it's one of those things that yeah. there's so much um, comfort Mm-hmm. In knowing how temporary big feelings yeah. are. You know what yeah. I mean? I also want to say that like just because you turn 30 too, it doesn't mean that you are any less stupid kind of. Like, oh, I love that too. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I it doesn't knew, mean you have all your shit figured out either. No, I yeah, knew totally. stepping on a scale that day was probably the worst thing that I could have done. But <laughs> and also like, <laughs> that week I had like gone to, I was, I had gone to the gym so many days. I was like eating super mm. healthy. I saw, I thought I saw like an outline of abs. And also my boyfriend had just stepped on the scale and been like, I gained weight, but I lost body fat percentage. I was like, let me check. Yeah. So that's the worst thing. Worst, worst thing that I could have possibly done, but I still did it. I still did it thinking it that there would yeah. be a different freaking outcome. Right. When and knowing that it would, yeah, hours before you're meant to go out, it would not be a positive thing because you, there's, unless literally in every movie, unless you weigh 120 pounds, you basically are a whale. So anything yeah. above that, you're just like, oh, okay, cool. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so, I'll just go walk into Lake Ontario now. And so also just like you stepping into that change room and full well knowing that the lighting I was just, and I had just eaten literally vegan enchiladas. It was not yeah. smart. Like we all knew. Just, yeah, it's not smart. So, but hey, you don't necessarily get smarter. You just figure out how to go how to get out of your better. St- yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think the one thing that I I am very excited to leave in my twenties as well is just like this idea that I knew what the fuck I was doing. Like I do think in your early twenties you do have a bit of an ego. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where I'm like, I remember thinking again. This I guess I was eighteen at this point. I remember very specifically where I thought. I think I know everything that I need to know. <laughs> and then like a month went by and I got slapped in the face with life and I was like, um, that was That you very... know everything that you Yeah, like I was like, I just, I, I was so secure in all, because I'm a very opinionated person. There's not a lot of things that I don't hold opinions on. Yeah. And I kind of just thought at that point, okay, well, I have all of my opinions kind yeah. of stocked yeah, yeah. and stored. Yeah, locked and, and loaded. It. And oh, I'm you want to talk done. about this? <laughs> Let and me now take out my I think, <laughs> truly. <laughs> and then my latter twenties were kind of all about always learning. Yes. And that's something that I think you and I have fostered in our friendship together, along yeah. with Chloe. And I'm excited to continue with that because I do think that when you are very stubborn and very Set egotistical and very yeah, yeah, kind of just like in this like oh well I know better. 
you block yourself out to receiving new information and there's no good that can ever really come from that. Mm -hmm. And that also happened with me when I first started therapy where I like kind of started therapizing everybody in my life being like, well, actually that's because of this and you have trauma and you have trauma and you're fucked up. Yeah. And you should go to therapy. (laughs) And I honestly, and I still believe it and I still probably talk about it too much, but I think that's something that I need to start acknowledging and just like finding deeper acceptance for other people in my life and not trying to fix everybody because I'm trying to fix myself because I think it's really harmful and I think it comes from a really good place it comes from a place of me wanting the best for the people that I love yeah but I don't think that it's necessarily the best way to go about it is helping of course oh my my god God, yeah it's been so transformational like the other person as well yeah it's coming from a good place but intent versus You know what I mean? Like intention versus effect. It doesn't really matter how incredible my intentions are with wanting Mm -hmm. the best for the people in my life. I do think that like sometimes I get a bit of an ego with with the experience that I've had with therapy and being like, Mm -hmm. you should do it. Well, that's dysfunctional patterns. Like, okay, well, just I think I just need to work a little bit more on accepting people for who they are entirely. Entirely. And I also think that. But I think there's also boundaries. Like I need to practice my boundaries a little bit more when that comes to that. Because I think that's a, I think I therapize it as a way of. I've had this conversation within, and it's, what am I trying to say here? I feel like I'm losing my words. But I've had this conversation (laughs) where basically I'm like, I know that if this person did this, this, and this, they would be so much better. And like, why don't they want to talk about it? And like, why aren't they doing this? And I'm like, if they're happy with where their life is, like who am, who am I, I to say, say that they totally. could be happier, that they could like, yeah, maybe they could journal and like, or go to therapy and do all this like mm-hmm. shadow work and all that shit. But like some people just don't care to do that. And that's so okay. And yeah, I, I think the like- only time that it does, it's not okay is when it's negatively impacting you. And that's the yeah. boundary thing. But in, in general, when people are just like moving out throughout their lives, like, it's not necessary. Just let them live, yeah. And also, unless they've asked, yeah. honestly, just shut yeah, the fuck yeah. up. I, that's another thing. As I'm completely talking too much, is that I want to be better at listening. Okay. I'm I'm a talker. You and I are talkers. That's why We're we started talkers, a fucking baby. podcast together. <laughs> it wouldn't really make sense if that wasn't the case. But sometimes I notice that I get so excited to be connecting with people. Yeah. You know what I mean? That yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Bah, 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 bah. Yes. I'm going to just like dump all this information on you. I'm so excited that we're chatting. And I'm not always the most present listener because I'm just very stimulated by chatting. Yes. I just sometimes need to like take a deep so, breath and okay. just like actively listen a little bit better. In like one-on-one conversations is great, but sometimes I notice when I'm like meeting new people or like if I'm like very excited about something yeah. that I kind of get like puppy dog eyes and I are like not in the loving way, in like the excited way. And I like yeah. don't, I can't really concentrate. So this is something that I'm like, I feel like that will also come with, that will come with age that it's like, right. uh, you'll change your mind only because I feel like you will, we just get more experiences. So it's yeah. not, it won't be as new to you every single time. Right. Do also, you know we haven't I mean? talked to people outside of our friend group for two yes. years. So maybe I'll oh give my myself God. a little bit of a grace period. Yeah. <laughs> We're like very overstimulated. I yeah. Can't. I go into a bar and I'm like, oh my God, so many new people. What's all If I go stories? anywhere with people, I'm not looking at the people I'm with anymore. I'm looking everywhere oh my God. else. My brother said the exact same thing. He had to change his seat at a dinner table because he was like, I actually can't concentrate at the dinner. I at, cannot dinner. concentrate. It's too much people watching. Who knew Wait. there was this many people? <laughs> Who told me? Way too much. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. It's it's too much. 
Um, no, I love that. So is there, do you have goals for your thirties? I think I, I, th- I think I do. I think the biggest thing, and this is kind of going into the same thing of like something I'm, I'm excited to bring into my thirties, I guess that's kind of a goal in itself is that I'm excited to keep more promises to myself. I've realized in the past that I had a lot of self-betrayal, basically meaning this is also a term that was introduced to me by Aline, but basically this idea that we don't feel like it's we're worthwhile to keep our own promises to yeah. and instead we like yeah. lean into being selfless because that's something that gets kind of rewarded publicly a little yes. bit more or we just like feel a little bit more immediate gratification from than the mm-hmm. long-term satisfaction of like keeping promises to ourselves. And I'm very bad at that, changing my language. I am no longer going to be doing those things. And I really want to foster a relationship with myself where I keep my promises and I keep my word. Yeah. Because um, I think that's just a really important character and something somebody that I admire. And I made the decision when I shaved my head that I wanted to be a person that I admire. Like I wanted to behave in a way that was indicative of a person that I admire. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a very admirable quality. So I think in terms of a goal, I just want to like really believe in myself and believe Mm -hmm. in my ability to like inspire other people. And I want to lean into that and not be so like, "Eh, well, there's lots of people doing stuff online or there's lots of people doing things like that. Like I don't think everybody is me. So I need to believe in that a little bit heavier. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I'd like to consume a little less media or a lot less media and create a lot more. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love that. Because, man, do I love to consume. Yum, 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 yum. And then I'm like, oh, my God, where did my whole fucking day go? And I've just texted everyone in my friend group, every single fucking TikTok that I've seen. And I'm like, I just got to stop. I got to get more into the creation rather than the consumption. Yes. That's my goal is to just chase creativity. Also, now that you got me thinking. Baby girl. Talk to me about it. Talk to me. Talk to me. This is what we're the here for. The feeling that I had when I was with you and Chloe and Andres when I was shaving my head. Mm-hmm. It was of such a specific feeling mm-hmm. of me leaning into myself and knowing it was the right thing, even though it scared mm-hmm. the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. But there was a sense of calm because I was like, I know that this is the right thing to do. I want to chase that feeling. Or I want to mm-hmm. like I want to put myself in positions where I experience that feeling more often. Mm-hmm. Because I, I waited that. a really long time to experience that. And when I did, I was like, oh, that's what, what an incredible experience that was. Mm-hmm. But I had held myself back from that because it was scary, you know? Yeah. I think I love that so much. Thanks. And it just reminds me that I'm like, I really want to pay attention to the things that scare me a little more mm. because I think that they're nudges in the right direction. Yes. Like what, I totally like relate something to that. that's like uh, not like walking home alone kind of scared no. but like in terms of like good belly scared like, where it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah not like putting yourself in harm's like, way. Don't yeah. post that or don't right. like do that. Don't wear that. I want to really like lean into that lean feeling. Lean into that. Like I want to listen to like those. that resistance that you're feeling you're like push back. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to I want to do it. To I love be like that. okay. And I think that comes from like when you shaved your head. Of just being like, I don't know, like blah, 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 but I just mm-hmm. know I have to do it. And I just, I love that. And I yeah. admire it a lot. Thanks. I admire, I admire you a lot. you. Oh my gosh. Look at us. Even before and you And they're had both said- girls. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my brain is only sounds love- from internet. I love that TikTok sound. Um, <laughs> I, I do want to say, I really do admire you for A, your swim across the lake. 
when I oh, heard about you. it. That's very sweet. And then also shaving your head. Mm-hmm. I think that is absolutely like so bold only because I'm like, I would literally not in the bold in sense when they like tell like plus size women wearing a that they're being suit, brave they're by like, just being yeah, people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> please don't. Not, not that in that sense. Of, yeah. Not yeah. In, that sense. Respect. in the sense that like, I know that's a really drastic change that you're mm-hmm. you know choosing to make. And I think that's very bold and it's very inspiring. And I'm super excited for what your 30s are going to hold. I'm very excited too. And I'm just really excited that I have so many incredible people in my life. Like, holy shit, am I not the luckiest little bitch in the world? I just can't believe it. (laughs) Like, I just honestly can't. Like, sometimes I like, I go to my, I am. But seriously, like, I think to be able to surround yourself with such incredible people Mm -hmm. and just feel so supported and have these incredible friends in my life like what a better way for me to go into this next chapter of my life just being surrounded by truly some of the best and the brightest in the game you know the best in the biz baby the best show biz biz. (laughs) i just feel so i do i just feel so i I feel so so lucky i'm so happy we're all lucky to have you oh well thanks you darling and i can't can't wait wait to party Party Hardy, and I'm so excited to welcome you into the 30s. Yes, because with it open is arms. Truly wonderful over here. I honestly already feel my sense of superiority, and I'm not gonna not in the way where I was just talking about not having an ego about it, but I just feel like no, it's a sense. Of I'm just willing. I'm I'm open. I'm just I'm ready. I'm yeah. ready for a change. And also, guess what? It's happening whether I want it to or not. So I am choosing to be yeah. excited about it because. Why we can by yeah, yeah we can 100% choose how we inter- like interpret and react to things and i'm choosing to be really fucking excited about it i think you should be really fucking excited about it and i can't wait Thanks, to baby. boogie with you to Absolutely. celebrate yeah it's going to be very fun 30 thanks Holy for being my friend thanks for being you <laughs> oh well, that's nice and they're both girls <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, I wouldn't be the I wouldn't be the woman that I am today without our friendship, and I mean that a hundred percent. I agree with you. And I cannot wait to be just sexy old ladies and just chatting up a storm. Boobies hanging. Tits. I was just gonna say tits on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing we can think of with aging is just having really low tits. It's perfect. Sat dragon behind us. (laughs) Absolutely, I can't wait. Oh, I love a you. a couple of dirty jokes. Yeah. And oh, well, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, I look forward I to that. I can't wait. And we'll I still have our it. podcast. Probably. <laughs> we love to oh, hear God. ourselves chit Don't, chat. Do we ever. Yeah. I love you so much. I I'll love see you this week. I can't and wait. And thanks so much for listening, everyone. Thank you so much. And whenever you come across Kristen's page or her profile, please be sure to wish her a happy dirty 30 for this 30 flirty and thriving thriving 30 flirty and thriving yeah that's me and yes definitely boost my boost my engagement okay love you yeah like comment (laughs) share subscribe okay love (laughs) you love you this has been accidental friends with Aline and Kristen. this podcast was created by us and produced by chloe jackson thank you so much for listening you can check us out on our Instagram at Accidental Friends Podcast, and don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review. We love you. See you on Thursday. <laughs>